Welcome to Courage Pod. My name is Lauren Ray, the Courage Coach. I am an entrepreneur, certified mindset coach, and expert in building unshakable courage. Each week, I'll be bringing you inspiring episodes, helping you to discover how to unlock your limitless potential and to break through to new levels of success in life, love, wealth, and business. In my world, we don't settle, we courage. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to Courage Pod. In today's episode, I'm going to be riffing and talking about women entrepreneurs in particular. Now, of course, if you're not a woman entrepreneur, a lot of the stuff I talk about today will resonate. It's just that time and time and time again, I work with incredible, incredibly talented women entrepreneurs who are really held back by a fear of failure. And I know I've talked about fear of failure in a number of episodes before, and I've talked about how fear of failure was something that really held me back. But a huge part of my business is helping and coaching and mentoring women entrepreneurs. And it's become a real, real passion of mine. And the main reason I got into coaching to begin with is because I was so tired of seeing incredible music creators who are essentially creative entrepreneurs really get in their own way fear of failure, fear of judgment, this belief that they can't do business. And so that's what got me into coaching. And I'm going to do a whole other episode specifically speaking to my incredible music industry clients, my music creative clients. But today's episode, I really want to talk to women entrepreneurs because over the last few years, the number of women entrepreneurs around the world has skyrocketed, which is really exciting to see. The pandemic in particular having a massive impact on this. The pandemic, there was huge numbers and I don't have the specific stats. I did Google it, but I didn't trust the numbers. I thought, okay, I'm not going to come on a podcast and add to misinformation. But huge, huge, huge numbers of, you know, more women entrepreneurs were going online, starting a service-based businesses, you know, quitting their jobs, becoming coaches, becoming service-based business owners, starting to do things that they love and starting to create opportunities for themselves to create money whilst also if they want to have families and create the balance and the lifestyle that they truly, truly want. And because of the pandemic in particular, more people were online more than ever. More people are now more comfortable with being able to work remotely and work online. And it gave people a huge amount of permission and actually a huge amount of evidence that you can make money from home sitting in your laptop. And by home, I mean, wherever you want to be. You know, more and more female founders are daring greatly. I know that's a bit on the nose, but they are. They're daring greatly and they're stepping into the business arena. And I am 100% here for it. Of course, this was me in the pandemic. Yes, I've been a music creative for many, many years. And therefore, I have been an entrepreneur for for a number of years. But starting my own online business in the way that I have as a coach, as a mentor, personal development, business owner, a podcast, all those kind of things didn't take off and didn't I didn't start this business until the pandemic and it was directly because of the pandemic that this actually started if the pandemic hadn't have hit I don't know I'm assuming I'd still be working at a label and I'd still be doing my music which I still am but in a very different capacity but I honestly don't know whether if I'd ever would have found my way to this work had the pandemic not hit because it was because my music had stopped because I couldn't tour anymore I couldn't go into the studios and I was still working for a label, but only part-time at the time. And it gave me a lot of space to think about, okay, well, what's next for me then? Like, what's next? Because I'd been working at the label for a number of years and I loved working there. It gave me a huge amount of security and freedom. And yet I kind of knew that I couldn't live work there forever. Certainly not without losing my mind from not progressing because I specifically needed to stay and working with the boss that I had because she was the one giving me so much freedom and autonomy and security. 
And I remember saying when I left to her, I said, I either work for you forever or I work for myself. I don't see myself ever working in an office ever again. <laughs> so I was like, I either stay in this role working for you or I go work for myself full time. And of course, my music career is something that I'm still pursuing and still doing. But realistically speaking, it doesn't financially support me in the way that I would like it to yet. And therefore, the work that I do here has given me the opportunity to do something else that I absolutely love and support myself in incredible ways, which of course then supports my music. But enough about me for a second. I am not just a fan of women starting businesses because of the personal freedom that it can grant us. And I'm talking about financial freedom, location freedom, time freedom, and of course, emotional freedom. You don't start a business without having to do some personal development. It's one of the most personal development <laughs> what's the portals ever. You start a business and you, all of this stuff comes up. So it's such an opportunity for personal development and of course, business growth. So it's not just the fact that I love that women are getting this kind of freedom. It's also a fact that and again, I'm not going to share stats on this because, again, I don't want to be responsible for adding more false information, like specifics and data. But it is a fact that women with money put more money into things like sustainability projects, community healthcare, community and family led charities and family focused charities. So women in business building their own wealth equals a better world. <laughs> I guess I have to say it. I'm probably going to get some like question marks on that one, but that is what I see when I look at the data online, when I look at the stats, when I speak to people who work in sustainability, they say women with a lot of money, they're the ones who are putting the money in. So all in all, I am a massive fan of women entrepreneurs thriving, which is why I have become so passionate about helping women get out of their own way to build their businesses, not only just start the businesses, but I now work with a lot of women who are already got the foundations in place and helping them really scale and getting past that, that beginner phase, but really into, you know, I'm a legit CEO, scale the business, build a team and move on from that space. And all of that requires a huge amount of courage entrepreneurship in itself is a journey into the unknown and it requires a huge amount of courage and not just at the beginning a lot of people think that entrepreneurship requires a lot of courage at the beginning because you know it's it's a big leap from not having a business to having a business but honestly where I see courage needed the most is not just at the beginning it's actually once you've already got past the beginning because courage is actually easier in the beginning to a certain degree because it's you're also fueled by excitement. You're fueled by excitement and possibility about what this could be. And that often is enough to sort of propel someone forward to sort of start the Instagram account, start the website, put themselves out there because excitement and possibility is driving them. But when you've already been in business for a little bit of time, even a year or two, and wherever stage you're at, then continually sourcing courage to get to the next level, to hold more, to maybe hire a team member, to when there's more responsibility, when there's more pressure, financial, team members, clients, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that's when the real courage steps in because you're past the excitement phase. You're past the like, oh, this is brand new shiny object syndrome. And you actually really have to step up. And it's, it's a whole other level. And it's where a lot of people end up quitting, burning it to the ground, getting it in their own way, feeling like they can't actually handle this and quit. And I'm, it's actually really interesting because I went through my Instagram recently because I was following a lot of people. And this is a lot because when I started my business, you know, everyone was online. I was connecting with people. I was like, this is so exciting. Online space and going on Clubhouse, which I have been on since the pandemic and going on this. And you end up following a whole bunch of new business owners, which was amazing for connections, collaborations and clients. 
but I was interested to see, okay, I'm following a lot of people. I think I was following like 900,000 or 900 or a thousand people, not 900,000 people. I think I was following like 900 or so people. And I went through them one by one, one day, which did take me a long, long time. And I realized that I would say at least one third of the people that I were following were no longer in business that I could see a third and that is people who I could actively see just the, their accounts weren't active anymore. They hadn't posted in a, year, in a year and a half. It didn't seem like anything was happening on it. A third of the people that I followed in 2020 20, oh, and 2021 were no longer in business. And now, of course, not all of them argued me for self-sabotage reasons. Many of them may have just realized this isn't actually for me. And that's absolutely fine. There's never any judgment or expectations on anything. But I guarantee a lot of those people got to a point where it got past the excitement stage and maybe they couldn't get it to, to move or to work. But a lot of that will be self-sabotage. I honestly do. And of course, there are so many different factors in play. But I personally know a, a number of them. And I know a number of them have sabotaged their own possibilities and their success. And it's quite difficult to see sometimes because these are all incredibly talented and capable people. So I share this because it's one of the biggest reasons why I you know, I have one program right now called Courage Academy, which is specifically for women entrepreneurs. This is really about helping them step up into that next level, that courageous CEO energy and really, really getting rid of all of the, the mindset nonsense and BS and the money blocks that really hold us back from getting to our next level in business. And it's something I'm just really passionate about because as I've already said, I'm not just a fan of women having freedom and personal choice. The world does benefit when more women have money. And so in Courage Academy, which is my program for women entrepreneurs, it's really about helping them to expand beyond those mind, those fears, the mindset gremlins that otherwise would derail their visibility, derail their opportunity to put themselves out there even more, to get to that next level of impact in their business. And of course, get to their next level of income without feeling guilt or shame or weirdness around money. A lot of women I work with who are already more established feel a lot of guilt about their success. They feel like it can't be this, not, I don't want to use the word easy. It can't be, they're kind of this whole, they're in a whole other space. So the traditional model of work a certain number of hours equals a certain number of income. This is what your salary is. This is what the expectation is. Whereas when you have your own business, you can set what you're paid. You can set how many clients you work with or what that looks like. And it often means that then people can structure their business in a way where they can make a lot more money than they would were able to in their nine to five. And it doesn't feel like they're working longer hours in order to achieve that. And so a lot of the societal conditioning and beliefs and then people around us can make comments and judgments about people's income and the number of hours that they've worked for it. And it's really, really interesting to see how many women get to a certain level of income in their business and then the guilt and the shame about their success and their money starts to set in and that starts to cap them and plateau their income. But I help them to realize that they are deeply deserving and deeply capable of creating the level of success that they desire and support them from going from worrying what people are going to think about it, you know, moving out of the guilt, moving out of the shame and actually stepping into the level of business growth that they want without all of that mindset stuff getting in their own way. Because even the most confident, driven and successful women have inner BS to deal with. And as I always say, I work with incredibly talented, capable, confident, successful women, whatever level they're at. And it doesn't matter what level they're at. If they're, it's the imposter syndrome that emerges at every single new level. Can I really do this? Every new level of business, this comes up. The sneaky comparisonitis and 
this feeling of when is it my turn that even if you've already got some success, there's always going to be people around you, especially when you kind of come into the bubble of the online space where you see other people having success. And even if you've already had some level of success, it's so easy to fall into comparisonitis. Oh, when is it my turn? Like when I'm not at that next level and you enter groups, you enter masterminds and suddenly you feel inadequate in comparison. And that can really eat at you if you're not managing your mindset well. Of course, the fear of judgment and being cancelled online is rife. I mean, the modern day witch hunt is real. It's all happening on the internet. And a lot of women in online businesses really understandably, it, you know, it's a logical fear. There are a lot of people online who are not very nice <laughs> to women on the internet. And so the more their, their Instagram account grows, the more visibility they get, you know, maybe an Instagram reel goes viral and they suddenly get all of this influx of people and that can really spike their nervous system and get them to a state of fear. And also the doubts and pressures that come with blazing an unconventional path because if no one else around you and your family or friends are doing what you're doing, there can be a lot of doubts and pressures because you're, you're, you're taking the path less, less traveled. But one of the most common fears, which is what this episode is ultimately about for women entrepreneurs is this fear of failure. And this can manifest in as procrastination, perfectionism, getting stuck in the learning loop, this feeling of constantly feeling like they, they don't know enough to succeed. And you know, who am I to do this? It means they start undercharging and making safe, but usually unaligned choices because they're so afraid of, of failure, of, of making a mistake, of everything coming crashing down. And this fear of failure really holds women back from taking the empowered leaps and truly pursuing their ambitious goals, like the goals that they actually want. A lot of women will create goals that they think is the safe option. You know, I'll just do this because this feels safe. You know, I'll keep doing this in my business, even though it feels safe. And as I've already mentioned, courage at the beginning is easy. Courage when you've already built the business to a certain level and you're like, actually, this doesn't fit where I want to go or that doesn't actually work for me anymore. And, and having to make courageous choices that are better for you and your energy and your lifestyle, but may feel like if I take this out, am I going to accidentally crumble? It's like playing Jenga with your business. If I take this piece out, am I going to lose my whole business? And so time and time again, I see women stuck in their businesses, afraid to make a move in case they just pull the wrong brick and everything crumbles down, this fear of failure. And fear of failure shows up at the beginning of the business, but really I see it crippling women when they've already started they're afraid to make one wrong move say the one wrong thing make one decision and they'll lose everything they don't feel safe in their businesses and that cripples them and 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 stops them from making really good choices so for example i see time and time again women afraid to launch a new offer in case no one buys and they don't want to be seen having failure at that later stage or maybe not hiring the team, which would help them to grow the business in case they hire the wrong person. This is a big one. People really afraid of hiring the wrong VA, the wrong team member, and that being the Jenga piece that falls everything to the ground. I see women afraid to put the necessary legal protection in place, you know, because they are afraid of getting it wrong. So they just avoid it altogether. And so of course, that means it ends up being way worse because they haven't got the protection in place. 
The thing is about the fear of failure is that it shows up in so many different ways and people can often find it hard to move past because, well, I think two key issues. One, they aren't actually clear on what their version of fear of failure actually looks like to them. I've spoken about this on podcast episodes before, but it's so easy to get stuck in the, what I call the umbrella fear, the umbrella term of, oh, I have fear of failure. Okay, well, we need to break it down. The other reason that I feel that people find it hard to move past is because they believe They believe that it's possible to completely get rid of the fear. So they get in their own way about it because they're they're kind of, oh, let me do all the work to completely get rid of it. Let me make sure I I don't have this fear. And then they don't make moves or they think there's something wrong with them when they have this fear. They, They almost feel like having a fear of failure is a reason to stop and do the work. You know, yes, it's important to do the work, but any expectation that you're never gonna feel these fears is the block, not necessarily the fear itself, if that makes sense. If it doesn't, send me an Instagram DM. (laughs) So as usual, I'm going to give you some tips. So here are my three top tips on how to begin to break free from this fear so that you can create the business growth and financial business success that you truly, truly want. Tip one is interrogate. Really, really, really move away from this umbrella term. Don't just say I have a fear of failure because you have to know what that actually looks like to you. You have to know what it is for you and how it's actually showing up and how it's impacting you. So start paying like stalker level, close attention to your own actions and of course, inactions. Pay attention to how you feel as you go to do the thing or when you don't do the thing. Notice the thoughts in your head. Just notice what's happening for you. Become like stalker level obsessed with yourself. And when you feel like you know what it is for you, then peel back that onion layers even more question and interrogate this supposed fear of failure. Ask it to be more freaking specific. How will you know if you failed? What is the outcome that you're worried about? Like, what's the, what's the issue? Let's say you do fail. What's wrong with that? Like, what's the specific thing that you're worried about? Really break it down, get it down on paper and look at the fear straight in the eye. And then ask it, like, what is it trying to protect you from? What is this fear trying to protect you from? And just keep going and keep asking questions until you actually know your fear on this intimately. And of course, as always, it's really important throughout the process of self-awareness and interrogation, please be nice to yourself. <laughs> don't, add, don't add to the situation by throwing in some shade. Okay, tip two, flip reverse it. So flip reversing the concept of failure on its head completely is so, so important. Now, of course, I doubt this will be the first time you've ever heard someone give this tip. <laughs> so, but let's just pretend this, this advice is groundbreaking, okay? Ready? There is no failure, only feedback. Failures are the stepping stones to your success. There is no success without failure. There are all the cheesy cliches I could possibly think of on the spot. Failure is a natural part of anyone's entrepreneurial journey. And if you are expecting to build a business without failure, you have unrealistic expectations. Sorry to tell you that. Instead of viewing failure as a setback or as a sign that you are wrong or you've done something wrong or you can't do it, reframe it as an opportunity to learn and grow. If you launch a program and one person or no one joins, what information can we get from that? Where, have, where can we learn from the next time? And recognize that all successful entrepreneurs have faced failures. I have many times, still probably going to have plenty ahead of me. And it is, but it's through these experiences that we gain valuable insights and resilience to, to succeed the next time. If I hadn't have had the failures I've had in my business, I wouldn't have had the successes. 
So we have to stop making failure as a stop sign, but simply a signpost to how to redirect and renegotiate the, mo- the next moves forward. Okay, tip number three, go to the gym. Okay, not the actual gym, although that's probably not a bad idea too, just for physical resilience and with our mental resilience. The courage gym. Courage is a muscle. It's something that you get better and stronger at the more you do it. And of course, you probably heard me say this quote before by Mary Daly, like you learn to swim by swimming, you learn courage by couraging. Success is simply the habit of courage. But courage, of course, is not hashtag feel a fear and do it anyway. It's building up the self. It's building self-trust, self-confidence, self-worth and self-efficacy. It's building resilience and your capacity for discomfort. It's making sure your subconscious programming aligns with your conscious desires. And it's ultimately a conscious practice. So the best thing that you can ever do for you and your business and your life in general is to become obsessed with becoming incredibly courageous, with building up that muscle. So to conclude, the secret to overcoming fear of failure so that you women entrepreneurs listening, you can create the financial, the time and emotional and location freedom that you actually want. Like that, the whole point of starting a business is so you can have these things, but fear of failure is the biggest thing that gets in our way. So interrogate, flip reverse it and do your reps. Thank you for listening to Courage Pod with me, Lauren Ray. If you love what you heard today, share this with a friend and leave us a review. If you like free gifts, head to the show notes where you'll see a free training from Stuck to Unstoppable, how to stop self-sabotaging to create the life you actually want. You can also head to couragecore.com forward slash unstoppable. Until next week, as always, keep couraging.